Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I almost always overpack. Every trip I take, I pack a couple extra t-shirts that I need, some clothes that look nice just in case we go somewhere nice. About twice the socks I need and an extra pair of shoes. The list goes on and on. And especially since getting married, I often have to sit on the suitcase to get it zipped up. But for one trip, when my wife Emma and I went to San Francisco for our honeymoon, I determined that I would, for once, pack lightly. I only packed one extra t-shirt, one extra pair of socks, only the essentials. And since we were traveling on the week of the 4th of July, I made the very reasonable decision to leave my jacket at home as well. After all, it's California in the middle of the summer. Certainly a a light pullover will do. Now, it, it did not take me very long to discover that San Francisco is in fact still quite cold in July. Although I may do with my pullover uh, for the beginning of the week, on the 4th of July, we went to watch the fireworks on the bay. And it was cold. It was a cold, foggy day. And as the sun went down and the fog rolled in, it began to get colder and colder. For as long as I could, I tried to tough it out. But eventually, I got so cold that I had to cave. We went to the nearest shop, and I purchased myself a jacket. Needless to say, I have since stopped worrying about packing light. In our Gospel reading for today, we read about ten young women who are waiting for a wedding. You know, weddings are, are some of the most important and powerful parts of our lives. Every culture, it has its own customs and traditions to try to communicate this importance. In the ancient Near East, where our story was written, this was part of the regular preparation for a wedding. You see, the bridesmaids, they would wait for the bridegroom. And when he came, they would meet him outside with lamps to accompany him in procession to the wedding ceremony. It's actually the same imagery that's used by St. Paul in the passage we read in 1 Thessalonians today. Paul says, We'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Yes, far from being about the Lord snatching all his people up to take them away to heaven. The idea is rather one of us meeting the Lord to accompany him back down as he comes to earth in glory. It has with all of us that marriage supper of the land. So too, the young women are to meet the bridegroom with lights in hand to accompany him to the wedding. Unfortunately, the bridegroom arrives late. Significantly late. Late enough, in fact, that all ten young women, wise and foolish alike, have fallen asleep. And upon his arrival... The bridegroom gives a loud shout. They all wake up and immediately begin preparing their lamps, making sure that their wicks are cut down. Now five of the young women, 
they packed extra oil for their lamps. And so they're able to spring into action and get their lamps lit. But the other five women, well, they had not benefited from the same kind of foresight. They realized that they're entirely out of oil and will be unable to meet the bridegroom. So they turn in a panic to the others and ask them, can we borrow some of your oil? And the other five refuse, pointing out that there will not be enough oil for them. So the five frantically go out to see if they can purchase oil in the middle of the night, only to return and see that the party has started without them, and that they are no longer invited. This story seems harsh, doesn't it? After all, they only made a mistake. And furthermore, why are they the ones to blame? Just like I could not have been expected to anticipate that a city in California would be freezing in July. The young women, well, they could not have been expected to foresee that the bridegroom was going to arrive so egregiously late. Nonetheless, without a jacket, I found myself to be cold. And without extra oil for their lamps, the five young women find themselves to be unprepared for the bridegroom's arrival. Recall from our first reading the theme of Lady Wisdom. In the larger book our reading comes from, the the Wisdom of Solomon, as well as other books like Proverbs, Lady Wisdom is contrasted continually with Lady Folly, the, the personification of the two. Lady Wisdom leads a person on the path of life and Lady Folly on the path of death. In our Gospel reading, well, we've got five Lady Wisdoms and five Lady Follies. The Lady Wisdoms are prepared. They've planned for the unplanned. The Lady Follies, on the other hand, take the path of least resistance. So there's one sense, then, in which Jesus' parable encourages us to prepare by embarking on the path of Lady Wisdom. You might remember uh, the image from a gospel reading we read uh, a month or so ago of Jacob's ladder. Oh, sorry, it wasn't a gospel reading, of an Old Testament reading we read a month or so ago of Jacob's ladder. Jacob, having fallen asleep, he looks up to the sky and he sees a ladder going up into heaven with angels going up and down upon it. For hundreds of years, spiritual writers, they've locked onto this image as a visual representation of what the Christian life is supposed to be. The Christian life, it's one of climbing Jacob's ladder, one rung at a time. It's the pilgrimage up to God, a life of growth on the path of wisdom. And I want to suggest that in one very real sense, and this is really the first point that our parable gives us, Our parable exhorts us to this life of dedication and growth. Even with this exhortation, however, our our passage about Lady Wisdom, it adds a very important qualification. Notice, Lady Wisdom is not a needle in a haystack. She is not difficult to find because she takes the initiative. We do not need to go on a long and arduous journey to find wisdom because she's right in front of us teaching, guiding us. All we have to do is listen. So too is our journey up the ladder then. God 
God is the one who takes the initiative. Through the grace we receive in the sacraments, through the teaching of the apostles and Scripture and in the tradition of the church, uh, through the answering of our prayers, through our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, through the internal prompting of God's Holy Spirit. God takes the initiative. We do not grow. Do not prepare on our own. God is with us, providing everything we need, every single step of the way, and all we need to do is receive. So that's the first point. But there's a second. You see, our preparation in personal holiness is not the only, or I would suggest, even the most important theme in our story today. While the need to grow and be diligent in our Christian lives is vitally important, talking about preparation, about the return of Christ, well, you probably know as well as I do that these things tend to produce a kind of anxiety within us. What if I, what I've done simply isn't enough? To end here, I think perhaps misses the greatest gift of our parable today. The problem's well illustrated by one Jesuit scholar. He says, two extremes are to be avoided. On the one hand, we ought not be lulled into thinking that there's no urgency in preparing for the Lord's coming. That's our first point. On the other hand, the prospect of the end should not produce panic and anxiety. Even the wise maidens were able to go to sleep. So if growth, preparation in the Christian life and in good works is not the main thing this story is about, then what is? It might be helpful first to consider when our readings were written. You see, uh, our epistle reading from 1 Thessalonians, that was the first letter written in the New Testament. The very first writing we've got. It's not that long after Jesus has died and resurrected. And you can hear Paul buzzing with anticipation. He's just seen the resurrection, and he is sure that Jesus must be coming back within the lifetime of those who are first reading this letter. The Gospel of Matthew, on the other hand, is written decades later. And the question begins to come up. Is Jesus coming? Matthew, recalling this parable that Jesus has told, decides to put it near the end of his Gospel, as if to answer that very question. And it seems to me, the light of the lamp, it represents most poignantly hope. It is the light that continues on into the night, awaiting the arrival of the one for whom it burns. It is visual anticipation. And as long as it continues to burn, it signifies that we continue to expect our bridegroom to arrive. For us, especially 2,000 years later, it can begin to feel that our bridegroom is, in fact, returning late. We might even be tempted to wonder if he's coming at all. The bridegroom, or the extra oil, signifies the persevering of hope. The message for us is clear. As the wise young women 
kept a little extra oil. So we must hold on to just a little bit of extra hope. We must hold on to that belief that, in fact, the bridegroom will come, whether it's quickly or if he's very late. What a powerful message for us. We live in a time when there seems to be so little hope to go around. Every time you turn on the news or log on to social media, there just seems to be one more disaster, one more scandal from a leader, one more person passing away. And you might be permitted to wonder, where is God in all of this? We're like ten drowsy bridesmaids, wondering as the night goes on if the bridegroom is ever coming. And the question for us is, Can you hold on to hope? Can you hold on to the hope that one day, somehow, Christ will make all of these things right? That one day he will deliver us from every bit of grief and pain? That one day he will dry our tears, calm our anxieties, heal our wounds, and warm our hearts in his loving embrace? That one day he will invite every child and the childlike spirit in our own hearts to come and sit at his feet that one day our bridegroom will return to take us to the wedding feast. This is the message of the gospel. It is the message of hope. May that hope continue to burn in our hearts and lighten our darkness until our bridegroom arrives. Amen.